Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. My name is Spencer Powell, the Inbound Marketing Director at Builder Funnel. And each week we bring you marketing and sales strategies for your home building or remodeling business. Thanks for joining me today. Let's get started. Quinn, glad to have you on the show today. How's it going? Spencer, I couldn't be happier, man. I'm really excited to be on. This is a big opportunity and I'm proud to be on the program with you. Cool. Yeah. Glad to have you. And just to kind of get the ball rolling, tell our audience how you got started in new home sales. Thanks for asking that question. There's a book out. It's actually called New Home Sales. It was written by the legend Dave Stone. And in his book, he says, there's this young guy and he comes out and he says, hey, look, I am really think I want to try real estate. And then this veteran comes out and says, son, you don't try real estate. It tries you. <laughs> and so you know, a lot of people think I want to try real estate, but it doesn't. It's really a test of your mental strength, your physical strength, your emotional strength. It's kind of a tough business, but I would say that I don't do it. Me in that situation, I would say that, you know, I'm not in new home sales. New home sales is in me. It kind of got in my blood. It got in my system. It's exciting. Even when I'm on vacation, my wife's like, what are you doing? You're going through magazines or builders. I'm like, well, it's exciting. You know, think about it. We watch the price is right. We like seeing, the, you know, new products. And what is a home? It's a bunch of parts put together. You're seeing the best and newest of what's out there you know, new home sales, you, you lead every other field because, you know, a used house was once a new home. So I, I would say that I didn't get into new home sales. It kind of got into me. Answer your question. Seriously, a, a friend of mine, Anna Emmerich, who I was under her brokerage, literally threw me at a builder and he's always just listed this builder. Can you help us out? And I said, sure. And I had no clue what I was doing, Spencer. And yeah, I just sat up there and people would say, and frankly, the builder didn't know what they were doing. This was in 2004, five and six. They just build up a model home and said, Hey, let's start selling homes. People would say, how much is granite? And I'd call the builder and say, how much is granite? And he would call the granite guy and they'd call me back. It's $35 a linear foot. And I didn't even know what a linear foot was. You know, so I, I got thrown into it and I literally had to create included feature sheet. I didn't even know what it was. I went to another builder and I said, Hey, could I have an included feature sheet that I tried to create mine for our community, but getting with a builder that literally had no structure and then having to figure it all out has been a great benefit to me. But I've been in new home sales since about 2004. Very cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So it sounds like you pretty much had to learn trial by fire and no training, just, you know, here, have at it. (laughs) That's cool. No, yeah, it it was trial by fire. And the funny thing was, is things were selling. I mean, even though I had no clue what I was doing, Bob Schultz talks about it. You know, I had confused paycheck with my skill level. I thought that I confused the market success with my own success. And market collapsed in, you know, mid-2007. And like a lot of people, I was in trouble. And that's where the real hard knock, actually getting trained and mentored and reading books and studying and on how to be a specialist in my field, it really paid off. So through the downturn is when I felt like I really got into new home sales. I was thrown into it, but then I got into it during the downtime. Very cool. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the good that comes in our lives is usually out of, you know, challenges or low points and you persevere and work your way through them. Then, you know, that's where the, the growth and the learning comes from. But let's, let's fast forward to today. You've got a website, newhomesales.com. You're interviewing a lot of people. Tell us, what are you trying to do with that website? And in terms of educating, you know, people. Yeah, I'm very proud to own the website. It was I was obsessed. I think I like typed it into GoDaddy like 52 times. And it was just not available, not available. I was like, well, who owns it? And finally, I thought, well, I'll just figure out who owns it. 
and it was a lady on the East Coast, and I just told her, hey, you have this domain. I think it's valuable and would love to do something with it. Long story short, you know, we negotiated back for it, and you know, I paid a lot of money for it. And once I had it, I had this kind of weird feeling like it just didn't fit. I was going to make it all about me and new home sales. And it just felt like a hat that was too big for my head or shoes. I felt like a McDonald's clown shoes. It's like they just didn't fit. It was too big. It's the name of a, of a profession. It's the name of an industry. And I thought, what am I going to do with it? I just had the idea. I was at the Nationals. And I said, you know, I'm going to start interviewing people. And I, an hour before the, I had bought this equipment on the recommendation of a friend named Sherwin Lau. He says, Quentin, you know, you can do interviews. Because I thought, what if I just interview and open the whole thing up and feature all kinds of professionals? And I'm in this hotel room and I pull this box out, $25 tripod from Amazon with a $5 clip. And I'm like, there's no way this is going to work. Literally, I just crashed the Nationals, which is the National Association of Home Builders, their most prestigious event. And I had this cell phone and a $25 tripod and a microphone that I stuck into it. I just walked up to, hey, congratulations on your gold award. Would you like to be featured on newhomesales.com? And it was just such a good domain name. They're like, yeah, I would love to be on newhomesales.com. And literally, I'd had like no website, had this little blank page, but I started getting interviews and it just kind of has taken off from there. It's been a lot of fun. Really, I have a deep curiosity of what makes other people successful. I go to these conferences and I would love to say, hey, how did you win that gold award? And now I've got a platform where they want to talk to me and they'll, they'll want to be interviewed and share their ideas. I feel almost like I'm cheating, you know, like I'm... <laughs> Here, here's the, here's the answers, you know, just by asking. But another book that's had a big impact on me was the book by Michael Hyatt called Platform. And here he teaches saying, look, you have to have a platform. Just similar to what you've done with Builder Funnel. You create a platform and your great, awesome guests come on. I really enjoyed the one you did with Will Duderstadt. And that's how I got turned on to your program. And you kind of become the expert yourself because you're the one acquiring the knowledge and then you're sharing it. So there's a lot of reciprocity and a lot of fun. You make a lot of relationships, you become a connector, but that's kind of how it started. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'm curious, you know, I was browsing the website, looking, you know, at some of the videos, diving into the content and you talk about the magic is really in the mix, thinking about, you know, marketing and referenced the different consultants or experts will kind of hone in on a very specific strategy or tactic. So I'm curious, what do you mean by that? You know, the magic is in the mix we hear a lot about the road to the top, right? The road to the top, the, the trail, the mountain, right? But there's usually multiple trails to get to the top. You know, there's some people that take the main trail, there's some people that take the road less traveled, there's some people that just take a, a helicopter right up to the top, right? There's all these different ways and there's different people and there's different personality types and there's different ways to be successful. And frankly, if a lot of people try to do what I do, they might fail. And if I try to do what somebody else has done, they would fail. So I think you have to be very authentic, true to yourself, and understand that there's multiple ways to be successful in this business, and it's a big realm. There's a lot of areas where you can do things. Now, the magic in the mix is, I, I like to say that there's no peeing section of the pool, right? You can't, I've heard some builders say, oh, my product's so good, it sells itself. I, I could have a bad salesperson. What they don't realize is that if a bad salesperson is the product, then I hear some salespeople that say, you know, I'm such a good salesperson, you give me crap. Well, if you sell crap, you're a bad salesperson because a good salesperson wouldn't sell people crap. They would say, hey, this is not good. You know, I need to find a product and figure out how I can find something that's, that's a benefit to other people. 
So the magic is in the mix is, is a couple fold. There's multiple ways to the top that we need to learn from all kinds of people and then to be true to yourself and authentic to your way to do it. So if I look at my own life, man, I use a little bit from Tom Ritchie, a little bit from Dave Stone, a little bit from Bob Schultz, a little bit from Myers Barnes, a little bit from Builder Funnel, from Spencer, you know, a little bit from Will Dudertstadt. That's when the real magic comes together, the mastermind. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was just reading Tribe of Mentors by Tim Ferriss, and there was a section in there that talked about that same thing, which was people are coming to you for advice. We tend to always want to say, hey, here's how I got here. Here are the exact steps or here's the magic formula. You know, but to your point, a better way is to maybe show people some different methods, some different strategies, and then you try to bake that into your own process or way of doing things and use what works and discard what doesn't, you know, and do some of that kind of self-learning as well and using those different strategies as shortcuts. I always say that, you know, it's always better to learn from other people if you can, but yeah, I I love what you're talking about there. There's really not one recipe that's going to work for everybody. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. And then to, to learn from everybody. Gosh, I think we discard people and it's like, man, you can learn maybe learn what not to do. By the way, the, that phrase, the magic in the mix, I don't know if it originated with him, but I heard uh, Bob Schultz say that at the International Builder Show at the Sales Management Summit. He was up there with Tom Ritchie, and he said that. It's always kind of stuck with me. Yeah, so keep learning. Never stop learning. Learn from everybody. Find your authentic self and, and, and go for it, man. Now, Spencer, now's the time for greatness. I wanted to fit that in somewhere. It just felt like a good time <laughs> to do it, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I know our audience is excited to learn from you. And so let's dive into your book, Partnering with Brokers to Win More Sales. Let's start with just a quick overview. What's the, the theme and basic concept behind you know, the book and why you wrote it? And let me also real quick say, so you mentioned Tim Ferriss. I'm a big fan of Tim Ferriss. His book's amazing. I learn a lot from his podcast. So part, my book, and I'm really proud to be partnered with the National Association of Home Builds. It's actually published by them through their publishing arm, Builder Books. I was very proud to have them do that because it was, it's hard to get it published and it took me years to do that. So the book is actually a very difficult topic and it's one that if builders looked at it, they'd say partnering with brokers. Uh, yeah, no thanks. I don't want to partner with brokers. I'd rather do it myself. What they don't understand is nine out of 10 sales that happen um, across the board are broker related. There's a broker on the board, right? Um, In other words, the brokers procured the buyer and it's a little less. It's like 87% or something like that, but it's very close to nine out of 10. So if you say, Hey, I don't want to partner with brokers. Well, this is how you do it. You fight over the, over the remaining 10%. You say, okay, I'm going to fight all these other builders and try to take over and and beat these other builders on this last 10%, which is very difficult to do because it's a small pool. So my whole success in new home sales has come from two things. I focus my attention on selling against used and I leverage the power of the broker. So in my town, which is relatively small, I have 500 real estate agents. And literally I look at them as my partners where I'm leveraging their power. I have 500 people out there prospecting, getting people out of their used house, meeting people from out of town, picking them up from the airport. And all I wanted to do is give them a chance to visit with me, give them my best presentation, to convince them that, hey, a new home may be the best option within a new home. My particular builder, which is Hakes Brothers, you know, would be a great choice. 
for them. So it's opened up a vast amount of power. In this book, I basically talk about how to do that. So let me also summarize this. You have two very powerful and large organizations, the National Association of Home Builders and the National Association of Realtors. And it seems like they don't play nice together, right? There's not like an overarching like, hey, let's figure out how we can work with the brokers or the brokers aren't saying, hey, let's figure out how we can work with the builders. It's kind of a power struggle. And I'm saying, hey, what if we synergize this? What if we really work together for the benefit of the buyer? Because here are the facts. A lot of people buy a used house and they never even realize that they could have owned a new home for maybe the same or less. And the reason is because a lot of these homes are not listed on the MLS, on Zillow, on Trulia, on Google Maps because they're brand new. So I don't know that answers your question, but it's a tough topic to cover. And it's not like this book is not perfect, but man, I give a lot of great tips and it's front lines. Like I sell homes full time today. I mean, I took my lunch break and I'm talking to you today. That's what I do. So these are things that I'm finding that work in my market. And I try to be true to like things that I'm, I'm actually doing. So, yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, I think you're right. And, you know, not a lot of people look at that as an opportunity and they'd see it more as, you know, competition or, you know, that sort of thing. And so can you maybe talk about a couple of examples to kind of spark some ideas, whether it's a way you formed a relationship with a broker or how you kind of nurture that relationship with them and maybe how that's kind of led to some sales for you? Yes. So a couple of things, a really good book called Tipping Point. Have you read that book? Yeah, Malcolm By Malcolm, yeah. Malcolm Gladwell. Great book. And that one, so in that book, he describes a couple of people. And the idea is that if you can create a tipping point, like if you have a ruler that's straight up and down and you move it just a little bit to the right, well, it's almost guaranteed going to fall, right? It's called the slight edge. You know, you don't have to beat people by, you know, a mile. You know, in the Olympics, we just watched the Olympics. These people were beating each other by one one hundredth of a minute or a second, whatever, right? But it's like these slight edges. But how do we create that tipping point where it falls on our path? Well, in the book, he describes a certain type of people, and they're called connectors. Well, who are these connectors? They're the people that can, you know, really fast track our business, connect us with the right people. And within a society, more than almost anybody else, real estate brokers are those connectors. And I know your audience is not just builders and salespeople, but you also have remodelers. Remodelers may not realize it, but man, if you were to, if you were to buy this book, Partnering with Brokers to Win More Sales, it will help your remodeling business because it'll allow you to connect with these people that know everybody. Think about this. If a person has a, a home that they need to sell, right? And this is to, to answer your question, give class. So if you contact a real estate brokerage, the local Keller Williams and say, look, I'm a new home specialist. I've got a little class I've put together to get your agents up to speed on the top 10 benefits or the energy efficiency or the green features or how to make more money selling new homes. My first class was new home sales 101. And by the way, you can charge or not charge. I actually charged $50 a piece. I made $1,500 in the class and then I sold a whole bunch of homes. And the only reason I charged was because I wanted to add credibility to it. I didn't want to do it for free where people thought it was junk, but I did a class and the whole class was how to make more money selling new homes. And I outlined how to be a buyer's agent and there is huge interest in new home sales. So if I were a remodeler, here's an example. You give a class, make sure it's legit content, but hey, the top 10 things you can do to maximize the selling price of your home. So you go to a local Keller Williams, exit uh, Cole Banker, say, look, I've, put, I've got this program. I was wondering if you'd like to, if you have a morning meeting, um, I could present it to your team. It basically, it's how to, 
help your buyers make the most money. I'm a remodeler and I know the top 10 things. I was at the Home Builder Show, done a lot of research and maximize the resale ability of your home. Which ones things pay to remodel, which ones don't pay. You give the class, agents are going to call you and say, hey, I've got this house that's just sitting. You know, could you talk to my buyers? Sure. Great way to connect with business and make those connections. So I don't know if that answers your question. Here's the last tip. Check this out. You can, one of the reasons my class was so well attended is because I got the class approved for CE credit. And there's a way to do that. You can contact the local real estate commission, say, I've got this class. Could I get it approved for temporary credit? Well, all real estate agents are required to do, I think, 35 hours every three years, something like that. And do I want to take a class on tax law or you know, how to get the maximum sales price for my home? by you know, smart remodeling or how to make more money in new home sales. Positioning yourself as an expert, getting a class for, approved for CE credit, that's huge. Yeah, that's awesome and that's super great advice and I like how you're starting with adding value, right? So anytime you're trying to form a relationship, if you're going to them with what's in it for you, that's a tougher proposition but if you've got to your point, some great content and some education about how that relationship will benefit them. Obviously, in this case, it's very win-win, but they only care about, you know, what's in it for them. Most people do. And so I really like that approach. And yeah, kind of thinking outside the box with the remodeling industry there. I doubt very many remodeling companies are partnered with, you know, real estate agents. So that's super cool to, to hear. And I'm sure most markets, it's a fairly untapped opportunity for people. No, it's a huge untapped opportunity. And you're able to add value to some of the best connected people in your area, right? And now here's another point. If you tell them like, hey, how to maximize the price of your home, you can't go in there and say, oh yeah, we definitely got to replace all these cabinets. We definitely, you have to do like, look at the house and maybe tell them, you know, I wouldn't remodel anything. I would just have it professionally cleaned. And that, that's how you build credibility by giving them legit advice. Now, if you tell them, look, how to spend the most money remodeling your home so you're happy for the rest of your life, you can't make it self-serving in the sense that like, oh, now they want me to come out and now I'm going to try to sell them all the remodeling things possible. But if you get in with the brokers, you can literally cancel your advertising. I literally have zero advertising and consistently I'm one of the top producers in my town, area, in the state because I'm well-connected with the connectors. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and you make a great point. You build, you're going to build that credibility by giving them your honest professional opinion when you walk into the home and not just trying to gouge them on, yeah, of course you'd want to remodel everything, but really that's the point of that relationship is you said, hey, I can help you maximize the value of your you know, sale or your home when you go to sell it. And so you're going in under that goal versus maybe a typical project where you're trying to enhance somebody's life and experience living there versus, you know, selling and moving on. And let me also tell you, when you do an event, this is one more tip, and there's lots of them in the book, but one of the things is, you know, we do a grand opening or, a, you know, an office party or something like that, and it's just a bunch of wine and cheese and maybe some snacks, but we never stop and say, hey, everybody, look, thanks for coming out. Let me take five minutes, and let me tell you, if you have a buyer, you need to bring them to Jim and this is Jim's cell phone number. We're office, you know, office hours are open from this to this. We have five floor plans. Not to be negative, but a lot of real estate agents, I would describe them as like egomaniacs with an inferiority complex. You have to have a lot of ego 
and self-confidence to be in this business, but there's a fear. I mean, you can't know everything. It's the power. So they're not going to raise their hand and be like, excuse me, I don't want to ask a dumb question, but how do I sell these homes? And what are the floor plans? And how does it work? And what's my compensation? We need to make that easy for them. I guarantee they're not showing up for wine and cheese. They're there to make money. You have to take a minute to not just make it a party, but hey, here's how we do it. These are the facts. Here's a sheet. This is who you contact. You know, we're here for you. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about the events and how often do you throw these events? How do you promote them and get people to, to come attend? So again, my, my target has been brokers. And here's why. Let's see if I get 10 brokers to an event. Spencer, how many people does that broker know? Oh, I mean, you're in the thousands for sure. You're in the thousands. So, I mean, it, even though it's a smaller number, right? Their purpose is I'm trying to get buyers, right? I'm trying to connect people. That's their whole business. They wake up in the morning, they're making emails, phone calls, they're going to the farmer's market, they're on the internet. A lot of builders think, oh, you know, well, we don't need them. I got Zillow. Well, guess what? You type Zillow and, you know, an agent will pop up. I mean, they're dominating that platform as well. But whatever you call me, I wouldn't just do parties all the time. But if you do do a party, I've just been to too many parties where it's just boom, a bunch of parties. And I'm like, if I were, I am an agent. I have no idea who the salesperson is. I don't know what hours you're open. I don't know who to contact. I don't know what your offering is, what makes you different, what's your story, you know, what, how do you contrast with, you know, used or the other builders. And that's your, that's your moment, man. It's almost like getting a, a website, you've designed it. Now you're ranking page one of Google and then there's no content. Yeah. You know, so it's not enough to just do that. That's your moment to say, Hey, this is who we are. So that's just two of the techniques of saying, look, you want to be connected. You want to, offer content. And then when you do have a party or if you're doing a grand opening or if you're doing the showcase of homes, how to, how to, how to do that. I like it. Yeah, that's great advice. And I think to your point, you really need to through that event in a little bit more detail. So, okay, you're going to invite certain people. And then once you get them there, you want to deliver on your content, but then also have that planned out where you're going to make it very clear. Like this is how you can come to us for information. Here's how we can help you so that, that part is communicated clearly and it's obviously you've got those people there and you don't want to miss that opportunity. I'm going to totally switch gears here and just throw out a curveball because as I was looking at your website and kind of getting some more information about you, I found that you are a piano player. So I'm, I'm just curious, how long have you been playing the piano? You know, thanks for asking that. I, I've been playing the piano for a long time. I play by ear. I do it for enjoyment. And I just believe that in life, there's a lot of pressure and a lot of stress. And we have to find... I don't care if it's mountain biking, if it's hiking, if it's juggling, if it's piano, we have to find positive outlets. And let me also tell you that in this business, we are kind of like, if you describe a salesperson in this business or a marketer, we're kind of like the bumper of a car, right? You're between the buyers and the seller and we can sometimes absorb. So if you're good at sales, you can intuitively sense the emotions of other people and almost take on their stress. So piano for me has been very therapeutic and allowing me to decompress at the end of the day or sometimes in the middle of the day. I actually take a piano with me uh, everywhere I go, like in a new model home. If you type in uh, Remax Love magazine, I just they just did an article on their, their national magazine. And I also tie in the fundamentals of music with sales. For instance, there's a tempo, right? Some people are fast paced. Some people are slow. You have to kind of match their tempo. You want to create harmony with your customer, harmony with maybe your marketing, you know, consistency is really big. Transitioning, you know, in music, there's a beginning, there's an end, there's an intro. I guarantee you on this podcast, you're going to have a well-planned out beginning, maybe a jingle. You're going to transition between questions. 
so I think music is a very great symbol for life and for sales. And so it's an interesting article. Like it just came out in Remax and, and it applied to the music. But, you know, thanks for asking. To me, it's just a positive outlet. Yeah, I like it. I like it. We can, we'll definitely link up that article in the, the show notes for anyone who's interested. Uh, definitely along with the, the book and everything else we've been talking about today. I'm curious, I know as a part of, you know, learn a little bit more about you, you've kind of got this philosophy around outsmarting instead of outspending the competition. So what, what do you mean by that? And do you have a couple of examples of that? Yeah. If you hear people, a lot of marketers, a lot of trainers, they'll say, oh, we're going to make sales easy. The problem with making it easy is that if it's easy, anybody can do it and you literally have no competitive advantage. I want to know what are the hard things that I can do that will give me a real uh, advantage. And that's another thing I cover in my book, how to create contrast, right? I like the phrase I created is how to become a master contraster and how to differentiate myself, create those differences that are difficult for others. You want to create differences, and this is covered in the book, differences that are clearly supported to the buyer. So if, I'm, if you have a company, if I'm a remodeler, if I'm a marketer, if I'm a new home sales professional, if I'm a real estate professional, I want to contrast myself in a way that's important to my audience or my buyer. I want to contrast myself in a way that's clearly superior and contrast myself in a way that's difficult to reproduce. And the great example of that is if I get a class approved for CE credit, okay, and I present it to the real estate brokers and I'm connected and I'm giving them CE credit, which they have to earn, that's not easy to reproduce. A billboard, if somebody gets a billboard, Spencer, if I got a billboard and you're in competition with me, what could you do to beat me? Oh man, I could just go get more billboards or do You some... get two billboards, right? Yeah. I do one, you get two, then I say, oh crap, he's got two. Guess what I'm going to do? Lever up. I'm going to get three. <laughs> right? The competition's got a high gloss ad. Well, guess what? We better get two high gloss ads. Frankly, it doesn't work, number one. Number two, it's expensive. So I, I'm a big fan of how do I outsmart rather than outspend the competition? And I frankly want to learn the things that are hard. I wish I put this in the book and I didn't. Hey guys, this is not going to be easy. This is not going to be super simple to do, but it's going to give you a competitive advantage that the other guys just cannot hang with. And they're not even going to know what you did, right? You're going to get business and like, what is he doing? I don't see ads. One of the reasons, frankly, I'm almost unstoppable in my market is because people don't know what I'm doing, right? I mean, they do now because the book came out. But if my book didn't come out, people would be like, how is he? I don't see billboards. I don't see ads. And what is he doing? How is he dominating, right? Well, I'm leveraging 500 people versus your billboard, you know? That's how it, and, and to let you know, we went from six homes a year to 40 to 80 to 200. And last year we were just under 300 and we're the number one family owned company in New Mexico now. It takes brothers homes. I'm not the owner of the company. I'm not, I mean, I'm not related to the, I'm just the sales guy, but you know, I started with them when they did six homes a year and uh, through the collapse, we were just gained market share and turned into a big company. So, and we virtually have no advertising budget. Quint, that's awesome. And for everyone listening, I think the big takeaway there, at least in my mind was Look for those, those difficult things to do because you know they're going to be tougher to replicate for your competition. One, because they actually are challenging or two, just because people generally get lazy and they'd rather, you know, just throw some money at a problem. You know, like you said, just, oh, we'll just make it three billboards or four, you know, just throw some money, money at advertising when if you just kind of get creative and think outside the box, you could probably leverage a lot more with, with your time or your money. That's awesome. And some great real examples that people can take away from this and, and use right away. I'm curious, 
you know, in your opinion, what do you think is the biggest missed opportunity right now in new home sales? Well, what do you mean missed opportunity from the builder's perspective? Yeah, I would say from the builder's perspective. They're just doing a bad job from the title and from the beginning of this intro, you might think like, oh man, he's just totally in it for the broker and he's going to put every broker on a deal and just do all this stuff. No, one thing, they have to earn the commission. They have to legitimately bring you a buyer. Here's something. I'm really against broker bonuses. Obviously, I think the biggest missed opportunity is leveraging the power of the brokers. But it's almost like the boyfriend that like neglects the girlfriend that's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose her. What do I do? Okay, I know. I'm going to get her a huge balloon and this teddy bear the size of a pickup truck and, you know, sing a song to her. And it's like, you can't make up for a long-term relationship, right? So brokers who, you know, cut realtor out of deals or just don't care about them or don't actively leverage them, they miss out on a big lion's share part of the market. And then they go, oh my gosh, we need to get the brokers. Well, we got to pay them. And I have a whole chapter on here about why I do not recommend real estate brokers for the real estate agents. Um, except in like really rare circumstances, but it just sends a really bad message that like, look, these homes are going to be hard to sell. It's almost like, hey guys, look, I understand it's going to be a really hard sale. So we're going to double the compensation. We're going to pay 3% plus five grand. Most brokers are not persuaded by the bonus. And it's almost like an embarrassment. It's like, they don't want to feel like they're doing it to get the bonus. So to answer your question, not leveraging the power of the brokers and then making up for it with ways that are just not effective and sometimes even damaging. Let me, let me also share this. There's a big missed opportunity in branding. Um, you know, I'm big on URLs and obviously I'm newhomesales.com. And I did a training event at the Home Build, the International Builder Show for remodelers, actually for remodelers, and it was on branding. And there are other URLs that you can own, right? Like Facebook forward slash builder funnel. Uh, do you own that, by the way? Yes. Of course, but most people don't even realize it. Do you realize it? But when I did this class, Facebook forward slash remodelers was available. Interesting. And nobody had snagged. Yeah. So I was like, hey guys, I'm going to give you some URLs, right? So not investing in things that last. You know, your URL, build, you have a great URL, builder funnel, right? Um, 10 years from now, it, it's worth something. A lot of builders think it doesn't matter. Well, it's like kind of your foundation. So I think getting a great URL and not realizing that you can own a URL for almost every platform. For YouTube, it's a little more difficult to get, but I've got YouTube forward slash new home sales. For LinkedIn, you know, you can actually own a LinkedIn URL. I was at a training event and this one professional trainer, he's like, yeah, reach me on, on LinkedIn and LinkedIn forward slash in forward slash KW lowercase p uppercase thing exclamation point forward slash. It was like, dude, just kind of know you can just get your name, you know? So investing in things that last, damaging the relationships to the brokers, not investing in that, and then overcompensating by doing just big, dumb events that frankly just don't work. Yeah, those are, those are some great takeaways. And, and yeah, I like the comments you made around branding, you know, even if it's just grabbing your own brand just to make it easier to point people in the right direction. But yeah, thinking really long-term with that stuff, I think is a good takeaway as well, where you said, you know, things that last and not necessarily always thinking about the sale you need today and tomorrow, but the sales that you're also going to need five, 10 years down the road. So I, I really like those comments there, Quint. Um, I have one last question for you, but first, where can our audience find more about you online? How can they look you up and get in touch with you? Yeah, I'm just Quint Lears on LinkedIn. Uh, I like to connect to people there. Facebook, Quint Lears, obviously newhomesales.com. And I'm really disappointed I couldn't get Facebook forward slash newhomesales, so it's newhomesale, but you'll see it there. This book, 
came out. It's builderbooks.com, just partnering with brokers to win more sales. Spencer, I'm proud of you, man. You're doing a great job connecting people, sharing awesome information. I love your platform. I'm enjoying following your, your podcast and what you're doing. Cool. Yeah. Thank you, Quinn. I appreciate that. And I'll make sure to link up all those places in the show notes so people can get to newhomesales.com and find you on LinkedIn and look up your book and get a hold of that. I think there's some big opportunity there for both builders and remodelers. But as we close out the show for today, if you can leave our, our audience and listeners with one piece of advice, what would that be? Simple, man. Winston Churchill. Never, 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 never quit. One thing a lot of people don't know about me is when the market collapsed, it was very difficult. Man, I, you know, one month I realized I had negative two sales. Now, how do you get negative two sales? You just don't sell anything and you have two cancellations. And that same month, I got a tax bill for $40,000. So I was financially behind. I had a new wife. I called a mentor and I said, look, I'm not going to make it. And he says, what, what do you mean you're not going to I'm just financially not going to make it in this business. I, what do I do? He says, why don't you become a firefighter? And I said, what do, you, what do you mean firefighter? He goes, look, they're hiring people. And it's like a real job. You get benefits and all this stuff. I thought, and at the time it sounded really good, you know, because I was scared. And the next day I tried out to become a firefighter and I was pulled up literally had a tie on and dress shoes. I took my dress shoes off, took my tie off, took my name badge off. And I'm like, okay, I got to do this. And I'm running hoses around, climbing ladders. And, and I actually passed the physical part and I'm in line and we're all breathing heavy and kind of high-fiving each other with all the winners. And the guy in front of me said, man, congratulations. I'm like, no, congratulations to you. And he, I said, how long have you wanted to be a firefighter? And he goes, man, my whole life. And he goes, how about you? And I'm like, you know, for about 15 minutes, I realized I was making two mistakes. I was going to walk away from my own dreams, but I was also going to take somebody else's dream. Like this was a dream job for somebody else. Right. And it, firefighters are a noble profession, but man, I was hooked on new home sales. I just was scared. And I went back into my drove home, put my shoes back on, went back to my model home. And I really just got busy. I canceled all my ego driven advertising. I was in the movie theaters and billboards and gloss ads, canceled it all, invested back in education, just ground tooth and nail to try to survive, went through some financial hardships, stayed in the business. That's the key, man. It's not that the best will survive. It's that those who survive will be the best. If you just stick and stay, you will be the man remaining. You'll have your place. So don't give up, man. Even if it's hard right now, stay motivated and invest in things that last. Invest in training and education and brand and relationships, man. That's a hard thing to copy, right, Spencer? So Cool. Yeah, Quentin, that's awesome. I love that for closing it out. I was going to summarize it, but I, I don't even want to impact it. You, you said it very, very well. And Quentin, it was awesome having you on the show today and look forward to maybe having you on again in the future. Spencer, you're the best in the business, man. If I can ever do anything for you, let me know. Great to connect with you, my friend. All right. Thanks, Quentin. I appreciate it. Take care. Thanks for joining us today on Builder Funnel Radio. Don't forget to visit www.builderfunnel.com for tons of free marketing and sales resources. And if you ever need hands-on help implementing your marketing and sales system, just send a quick note to radio at builderfunnel.com. And as we close for today, remember, never stop learning. See you next time.